Kay Billy's super sounds of the 70s weekend just keeps on coming with this little ditty that reached up to 21 in May of 1970. The George Baker selection, Little Green Bag. <laughs> happening pete davidson here rotobahn podcast time on a tuesday so we're talking waiver wire i hope you guys had a good weekend i know i did uh i mean nothing earth shattering but you know it was one another one of those crazy weekends so if you just survive and come out with more money than you had when you entered you got to feel pretty good about it um both my a cash lineup and my b cash lineup hit uh my c one didn't do too well but that's okay i didn't have as much uh, invested in it uh, Janu Smith was probably the, the main guy in terms of pulling my ass from the fire. Uh, if I had gone with Brait instead of Janu, probably don't cash um, in a number of things that I, I did cash in. So uh, thank you to Janu Smith. Uh, hope you hang on to that gig, uh, you know, just because you helped me out. Um, hopefully you guys had a good weekend too. Um, I'm, I'm now running a nice little, I think it's three, maybe four weeks in a row of profitability. Uh, again, nothing earth-shattering in that run. Really, just uh, I think I've been between fifty and eighty bucks over uh, all three weeks. So you know, not <laughs> not buying any new furniture or anything, but not reloading um, my bankroll, which is uh, really the whole point. I mean, I've talked about this a bunch of times, but when it comes to DFS, my primary strategy is to not lose money so I can keep playing. And and when I do finally hit that big lineup, it's profit. Um, and you know, over really the last, well, over the course of this year, at, at the bare minimum, uh, I've been able to do that. And really, my goal for the rest of the season is just to keep it up. Um, you know, if I do drop a GPP or, or or get a big payday along the way, that's awesome. Obviously, that's what we want. Uh, but the key thing is, I want to get that paradigm set where I feel good about my week to week play, where I don't feel like I'm gonna, you know, just flush my bankroll because of a couple bad decisions. Um, Anyway, it's not a DFS day, so uh, we're not going to get too crazy, but, uh, you know, that's where my mind is since we just got off of um, uh, week eight. Uh, I had a reasonably good seasonal week as well. Uh, The teams that I was praying would uh, sort of straighten themselves out did not, so um, I do have now, it looks like, two teams that are probably going to go the wrong way, Uh, but, you know, out of like 15, that's not too bad. Um, so uh, waiver wires tonight. Uh, we're going to get going on that. We're going to go through the the four primary positions. Give you know, give you my takeaways on this stuff. Um, but before I forget, uh, we will have a podcast tomorrow, a Wednesday pod, which is always nice. Um, and in this case, um, it's not me alone. Um, we're going to have a guest. Um, actually, and I think this is the last guest we had. So um, doing a back to back guest appearance is going to be uh, Lord Reeves, Rich Rebar. Um, uh, I've been going back and forth with Rich a couple weeks. We were actually thinking about doing next week, but we both have tomorrow free. Uh, and why not? It's always uh, always good to talk to Reeves and uh, doubly cool to have it uh, on the air. So uh, I don't know what Rich has in store for us. Um, we don't have a set agenda, which is great. We're just going to really just hit record and 
you know, bounce some stuff back and forth. So I'm really looking forward to that. But uh, as you guys know, I mean, <laughs> Lord Reeves always has some good stuff. Uh, I've actually gone back and listened to the one we did in August. Uh, and uh, boy, was he, did he nail that Matt Burita thing. Um, saved me a couple simoleons on that. Uh, so anyway, I think uh, Rich and I are probably going to start recording late morning. Uh, my goal is to have it up early to mid-afternoon. Uh, so look for that. It'll be fun. It'll be good. It'll be actionable information, uh, if I know Reeves. Uh, so that's it for the wind-up here. Um, no need to talk about the intro song, because I threw the little intro to the intro song on there for all you Reservoir Dog fans, uh, of which I am one. Um, but uh, this is definitely not going to be one of these lengthy pods that I, we've had um, so far this season. We're going to be getting into that 20 to 30-minute waiver wire um, thing, because we don't really need that much more time at this point. Uh, unless something bizarre happens or what have you. Um, really not a bad wire this week, in all honesty, considering you know we're going into week nine. Uh, sometimes there's just nothing on the wire at this point, but there's enough sh- shape-shifting going on with some of these offenses where guys are still breaking free. Uh, so let's get into it, and um, as always, we'll start with quarterbacks. Now, I know some of you, <laughs> some of you, uh, are, are going to just roll your eyes um, when you see that Sam Darnold is at the top of the list. Uh, now, look, feel free to do what you want. I'm just giving you my two cents here. Uh, but we've been talking about this all year. Now, look, did I expect a little more out of Darnold the last two weeks? Yeah, particularly last week. Uh, although it's not like he did nothing. And, and you know, uh, he's a little up and down. Uh, the matchups have been sort of tough. But that's going to change. Now he's going to be a few weeks in, getting guys back, uh, Herndon should play this week, uh, and look, I mean, just, it's on the wire, we've talked about this, but at Dolphins, Giants, at Washington, Raiders, at Bengals, home Dolphins, I mean, come on, it, schedule runs don't get any better than that, uh, Darnold's going to be startable every week, you know, the, a little bit concerned about the head coach and play calling and stuff like that, but uh, you know what, Darnold should be a pretty good performer, um, so... That would be my guy off the wire. I think if you're going for just this week, Minshew is, you know, as good of an addition. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, not so much for this week. But as I mentioned in the article, man, if you want a guy who can sort of be there in case you need an emergency quarterback for your playoffs, Daniel Jones matchups are excellent. So if you've got like a locked-in starter and you want just a protect your tail guy as your QB2. I think Jones is a great guy to do that with. Uh, Derek Carr has just been subtly solid as he often is. Um, nothing wrong with adding Derek Carr. Uh, Cam Newton, really not sure when he's going to make it back, but certainly after what we saw last week, I think he's going to be given a chance, uh, whether that be this week or next week or whenever it is. So I think he's a stash in certain formats. If it's big enough, obviously, in like a 2QB or a super flex, big one of those. If he's sitting out there, that's a no-brainer. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill, um, you know, again, this guy has played reasonably well. Uh, I think the the rest actually served him uh, well. He's not beat up, uh, and he's thrown the ball well. So I think, you know, Ryan Tannehill... um, you know, obviously there's nothing sexy uh, about Ryan Tannehill, uh, you know, unless you're like Mrs. Tannehill. But, um, you know, at this point, you know, I think people have just sort of given up on Tennessee. Uh, but, you know, Carolina this week, not a bad throwing matchup. Uh, then you got the Chiefs, you know, nothing wrong with that at all. Then a bye, uh, then Jacksonville and the Colts, which is medium, playable, but medium. But then uh, for the playoffs, 
uh, Oakland and Houston in weeks 14 and 15. So there's a lot of applications for Tannehill, in my opinion. Uh, he should be rostered. Um, I think in most uh, leagues that are, uh, you know, 12 uh, to deep-sized leagues. Um, I will probably add another quarterback or two to the final wire just to give you guys some ideas if I have time. Uh, but obviously there's like six, five or six names you can chew on. Um, Rashad Penny at the top of the list, obviously that's somewhat speculative. Um, jumping over to the running backs, obviously. Um, you know, we didn't anticipate a workload increase last week, but we got it now. Was that due to game flow? Was it due to them trying to maybe move on from Penny uh, because they know they they want to go with Carson and they're not going to re-sign Penny uh, uh, when the time comes? I, I don't know. But look, there are a couple of needy teams out there. There are a couple of landing spots that would be home runs. Uh, I don't think any more prominent than the Lions. Uh, so, you know, and you've got a trust factor there, Bevel uh, being the coordinator. Now, Bevel never really did much work with Penny, uh, but... You know, he's got a relationship with Seattle, and there's, you know, similar likes and dislikes. So uh, there might be a way to get a deal done there. Um, and obviously the Lions still have something to play for. Uh, Kenyon Drake, you know, Drake's a tough one because it's really, as I say, it's about the status of the other backs. Now, Drake's a great pickup for this week. If you're sitting there with nothing, uh, he's going to give you a starting running back in a tough matchup, granted, but a starting running back. You know, going forward, though, uh, when Edmonds is healed up, I think Edmonds is probably a better player than Drake in that he knows the offense and all of that. Uh, obviously, David Johnson with his salary and stature, uh, once that ankle heals, he should be at the top of the depth chart. So Drake, to me, looks like a third back within a couple of weeks unless he just comes out there and lights the world on fire. Um, so I'm having trouble seeing uh, this as being a great application for Drake that said, it could help him in terms of free agency because hopefully he'll get a, you know some good looks on this team. When he touches the football, he could do quite well. He certainly fits the scheme. Okay, the next guy I want to talk about is Ronald Jones, uh, a guy we've been talking about all year. Hasn't quite hit the way we were hoping he would. Um, you know, part of that is the offensive line down there. The fact that that whole team is sort of trying to find itself. Uh, Arians clearly has raised the level of coaching there, but they still need to get this thing sort of fixed on the whole. Obviously, there's quarterback problems as well. Um, so if this, you know, if that offense was more of a hot knife through butter, one of these running backs probably would have emerged by now. Uh, but there's sort of, you know, fits and starts and so on and so forth. So, look, I still think Jones is a potential breakout guy. He's got, you know, a couple more really good matchups left and then some tougher ones. So he's sort of a horses for courses ad. Uh, but he's got flex value pretty much every week. So I think he needs to be rostered in all 12-team leagues. Uh, Mark Walton... You know, this is a weird one. You know, this is clearly not a back who's really great. Uh, but, you know, he, he, I don't know if you guys may or may not remember my rookie stuff on him a couple years ago. You know, a, a lot of people were really high on Mark Walton. There were people going into, like, the combine or, you know, during the draft process who had him, like, as the RB1 or certainly high up on their rankings. Um but he was a guy who was a little bit more flash than substance. He has a tendency to bounce runs he shouldn't bounce. He doesn't really like to stick with the play. Uh, but, you know, he's a tough kid. Looks like a good kid. He plays hard. He just, you know, he's a little bit too 
you know, some backs are a little bit too confident in their ability to just extend plays when sometimes you got to take what's there. Uh, if Walton can ever sort of get that part down, I think he has some potential. Uh, obviously, it would help if he played on a team that gave you something to run uh, behind. I mean, the you know, Dolphins just suck. Uh, but they're going to be in a lot of game scripts that fit a passing down back. Uh, Walton is a solid passing down back. Um, and, you know, he, he's got the ability to set up some big plays. So when the matchups are a little better, who knows? Uh, I like him as a, uh, an RB3 uh, who you can use as a bi-week replacement or as a flex option, particularly in PPR. Um, you know, but he is what he is. I mean, the odd, you know, the odds on Walton suddenly, like, becoming a thing, you know, I, on a better team, maybe on this team I don't see it. Uh, Alexander Madison, and I, by the way, I'm not going in order here, really. I'm going to order these things for the final wire. Uh, Madison should be listed higher. I'm, again, not going in order on the pottage. I want to talk about these guys and, and tell you where I'm at on each individual one. Uh, Madison, same thing as, you know, no, no change here. But maybe the best handcuff in all of fantasy football. Uh, gives you that weekly uh, flex appeal. You can throw him in there. I used him in a couple leagues last week because I had Zeke on the bye and uh, Kamara out and stuff like that. So uh, Madison can help you in uh, when you're in sort of dire need, uh, but he's also there as a potential league winner uh, if, you know, God forbid, something happens to Dalvin, which we don't want to have happen, but look, you prepare for, you know, contingencies, and, and Dalvin Cook is a guy getting a lot of volume, and he's got an injury history, so... Um, Again, we don't want Dalvin to go down. We like Dalvin. We like good players staying healthy. But uh, if it happens, Madison would jump up really into like a border one, a borderline, excuse me, RB1 uh, value area. Uh, Jalen Samuels is a keep your head on a swivel kind of guy. I would add him speculatively if he's out there just because he's a good player. Uh, but. Um, given that Connor left the game with a shoulder thing uh, the uh, last night, and Connor is just banged up, you know, from like head to toe, uh, at some point they may just want to get him some rest, even if he could conceivably play. Um, you also had Snell get banged up, so if Snell and Connor are both um, shaky throughout this week, Samuels could become uh, the short-term starter. And you know, this is a guy. If he ever goes in there and gets a run, for all we know, he could Wally Pip Connor. Now, I. I it's not likely because Connor's a good back and they really like him, uh, but do not underestimate what Jalen Samuels can do. This is a very interesting football player because he can do so many things, not just a running back who can break formation, and he is certainly that, but he's a running back who can run power for you. He's also a guy who can literally play other positions. He can go play tight end for you. He can play H-back. This guy can block, and I mean he can really block. Um, I think I've said it before, but boy, would if he, you know, Jalen Samuels would have made a phenomenal Patriot. But anyway, he's a Steeler, and he could be the starter this week, and he could help you. Um, so he's a guy where I really want you guys, and I will update this obviously if I get a chance to to throw in additional information on Samuels before I close the wire down tonight. I will. Uh, but even tonight, uh, or it, for those of you who are making claims tomorrow, because I know a lot of leagues have gone to the Wednesday claim thing. Um, you know, Samuels is a guy where the information could break and his value could go up or down. Uh, again, I think he's got stash appeal no matter what, but uh, his, you know, maybe I should say his week nine value could go up or down. Um, so really uh, stay tuned into Samuels. Keep your head on a swivel. Um, you know, he could become the bell of the ball here. You know, if Connor's announced out this week uh, and, and you know, Samuels, who was practicing last week, is a good bet to play, man, I think he goes to the top of the list. I really do. Okay. Um, you know, that would be the only way that's not the case is if um, Penny does indeed get traded to the Lions. Then he would obviously be at the top. 
Um, Raheem Mostert looks like a guy who's going to play this week because Breida has an ankle. Jeff Wilson got concussed. Uh, so he may be running in that two job right behind Tevin Coleman. If that's the case, uh, he becomes a strong flex. Um, you know, I mean, they're in a, they're in a very winnable matchup. Um, he could even be used as an RB2 if that scenario holds. Now, it's possible Breida comes back quick. He is, he is sort of non-human in that regard. Um, that was a blowout game. For all we know, Breida would have come back in if it was close. So this is another keep your head on a swivel kind of spot. This could be one of those don't go in with both feet tonight. Don't throw a ton of money at it. Um, you know, but... I mean, Mostert could be a guy, if he slips through waivers in some leagues, you could roster him later in the week. Um, it depends on your situation. But if you're sitting there and you're desperate and you know you need a running back this week, um, even in a scenario where Breed is going to be active, uh, Mostert's probably going to get you something in a game script like this one. Uh, and again, Wilson is a good bet not to play, a really good bet, concussion on a short week. Uh, Rex Burkhead was back in the action last week. Well, that was good to see. He didn't do a whole lot, 13 snaps. Uh, but, you know, got it, got it, got four or five touches during that time. Uh, four, I believe. And, um, you know, I, the thing on Burkhead is, obviously, you don't ever write this guy off. If he's healthy, he needs to be rostered in 12-team leagues. But the Patriots have some tough run matchups coming up, and we know they're a game, uh, you know, a, an opponent-specific kind of team when they game plan. So uh, Burkhead and James White could see increased usage uh, in certain matchups going forward. Um, you know, so Burkhead, especially in PPR, um, could have some value, and he's lying around uh, on the wire in a lot of places because he's been out for so long. Um Trey Carson is a guy to sort of follow the uh, information. I didn't get to see much of him. Uh, I did not watch that game yet. Uh, but uh, obviously, we've got like a four-back committee on our hands. Uh, really hard to tell which one's most valuable. But if you're in a really deep league, really any of these lines back could be used as sort of a, a meager flex uh, for Week 9. Uh, Darius Geis is a guy that we should be keeping our eye on now. He could be back pretty soon, like next week. Uh, and obviously, there's a lot of oxygen in that backfield in terms of playing time. Uh, I mean, Adrian Peterson can defy age all he wants. He's not the future by any stretch. Um, so, you know, Geis is a guy, if he's healthy enough to play, they're going to want to get a look at him. Uh, again, it's going to be healthy enough to play, though. They're not going to go out there and play him, you know, if he's sort of banged up. But, you know, the time frame of his injury, he, he should be ready to go. So I think Geis, you know, may, you're not, he's not the kind of guy you're going to throw in there his first game back. Uh, but, you know what, and I should have done this. My apologies. I'm looking it up as we go here. Uh, let's just take a look at the Redskins schedule and see what, we have in terms of matchups just 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 to you know put a finer point you know on how many times we might want to use him um so right off the bat jets week 11 is a potential one uh lions week 12 uh green bay week 14 uh the giants week 16 so definitely we're going to have some spots where we might uh, be able to get some value out of Geis. Uh, not as excited about carolina on the 13th although it's playable philadelphia on the 16th not really, uh, excuse me, the week uh, 15, not really playable. But yeah, Geis has got some applications. Um, there will definitely be um, some more running backs on the final wire. And really, while we're talking about Geis, uh, it's probably worth mentioning that Adrian Peterson, uh, he doesn't quite make the threshold. He's more than 50% owned, but not much more. Um, so, you know, eight, you know, conceivably, you might be able to go out on certain waiver wires, grab Peterson and Geis, and then you pretty much have the Redskins starter for the rest of the way, depending on, you know, no matter how things shake out. Um, so, you know, 
those are the kind of things I like to look for, ways I can sort of corner a backfield, even a mediocre one. Sometimes it's worth it uh, to lock in a solid RB3 option or what have you. Um, so like I said, there will be some other guys on the final waiver wire. Probably at this point we're looking at handcuff options. You know, guys like Gus Edwards, Reichpo Armstead, uh, Reggie Bonafone. Uh, Tony Pollard, obviously a great one. Gio Bernard, a great one. Uh, Deion Lewis, a strong one because if something happens to Henry, uh, Deion becomes almost an every down player, I would think. Uh, even Wayne Gallman, we've seen, can do things uh, if he's given uh, a lot of the juice. So uh, this is a time to start considering going after a lot of these handcuff options if you didn't have the roster space to do it before. Um, once you have enough people pass the by, you can start sort of, uh, you know, uh, redoing your bench, um, setting it up for different purposes, uh, getting more guys who are there for protection because you're not going to be going to the bench um, um, because of, uh, you know, bye weeks and such. Okay, uh, let's talk some receivers. Uh, definitely want to do that before we get out of here. And uh, the first guy on the list is a guy we've been talking about really since I think the first waiver wire of the year, uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh, this is one we definitely got right. We uh, really didn't understand why he was running as like the fourth or fifth guy. Uh, it didn't take long. Uh, it, the real shame here is that we don't have Big Ben throwing him the ball. Because if that, you know, if Big Ben had stuck around, we would be winning big time right now. Because this offense would be throwing like one more touchdown a week. And our guy would get like, you know, one out of three of those things. So uh, it's a shame that Big Ben's not there. But Rudolph is functional and um, you know the, the good news is that Rudolph clearly knows that Deontay is a guy who can help him uh, he's you know looking to get him involved I think Johnson's had targets in the six and seven area uh, most of the you know normal games that have been played uh, when he's starting um, you know and, and you know what while we're at this you know what I'm just gonna look this up while I'm talking about him um, yeah so if we look at Deontay Johnson He's been playing more snaps. Don't have last night's numbers, but obviously I think he got six or seven targets last night. Uh, he got seven, um, yeah, seven last night, eight targets back in week five. I think that, you know, area of volume, that's going to be pretty much what he gets on, on most weeks. And because of his after-the-catch ability, that's really all he needs to be a strong flex play or a third receiver if you if you need to use him that way. Uh, so uh, I'd go grab Deontay Johnson. Um you know, and as I say, the matchups are pretty strong, save for uh, the Bills in Week 15. Uh, another guy who didn't make the morning wire, uh, his ownership's pretty high, uh, but I think, you know, in particular, if Robbie Anderson gets dealt, and you know, Robbie Anderson, if he happens to be hanging out, there's a good pickup too. Uh, but Jamison Crowder and the Jets, particularly particularly in PPR, uh, I think is he's just going to be very heavily targeted. Uh, in these plus matchups, the Jets are going to be giving up points too. Uh, they're not going to turn into a run-based uh, offense. So uh, I think Crowder is a guy who's going to be getting uh, 10 targets on a lot of weeks. Uh, he's going to be putting up good PPR numbers, and I think doubly so uh, if Robbie Anderson gets dealt. And it sounds like a better than 50-50 proposition that he will. Uh, so I'd be adding Crowder tonight when I can. Uh, A.J. Brown is an upside play, right? He's, you know, he's stuck in that 50 to 60% snap area. He doesn't really fall below 50, but he doesn't really get above 60. Uh, and that keeps his targets in that 4, 3, 4, 5 area instead of that, you know, 6, 7, 8 area that we want him to be in. Um, all he needs to do is make that jump. If he just gets, you know, from 55% snap rate up to like 75 and he can get those targets up from around four to around six, just that jump 
will make him a weekly flex play um, right on the verge of becoming a third receiver if things start going well for the Titans. Uh, and then, you know, if Corey Davis were to get injured, if, you know, you never know what might happen. I mean, if A.J. Brown starts getting a lot of targets, man, I mean, he looks good out there. He could turn into a, like a weekly wide receiver too. I mean, it's in his range of outcomes if the volume uh, were to happen. So this is a guy I like having at the end of my bench. I stuck him in a couple lineups last week because I was, I was hurting. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't pretty, but he got a touchdown for me. So, um, you know, he's playable, but stashable. We like those guys. Um, Alan Lazard is not exciting, but, you know, I was watching him last week, and Rodgers keeps looking at him. Rodgers clearly likes this guy. He's played more snaps than the other receivers. Uh, now, obviously, as I say in, in, in the article, that's going to change when uh, Devontae Adams gets back. Adams will be, you know, he will play as many snaps as his foot allows him to play. Uh, but Lazard could eat... And, I, you know, this is esoteric, but he could eat even better once Adams gets back. Uh, once teams know that there's a number one receiver on the field, obviously the Packers can run the football. Uh, Lazard is going to be getting single coverage. And when the matchup is favorable, uh, Rodgers has shown a tendency to trust him uh, in 50-50 situations. So uh, this guy's got red zone potential. He's got touchdown scoring ability. I would rather be throwing the ball to Alan Lazard uh, than to Jimmy Graham. Um, you know, if we're inside, say, the 15. Uh, so, you know what? I, you know, in deeper leagues, I would keep this guy rostered. Uh, if he's been cut, I would add him. Maybe he's not a guy to play, uh, but, I, you know, he just... I can't get over this this idea that this guy could become better. You know, he'd get better and better as this thing wears on, and there's no risk in rostering him, really. Uh, so, you know, for what it's worth. Now, worth more than Lazard is Dorsett. I uh, should have mentioned him first. Uh, Dorsett looks to me like he's going to really be locked in as, you know, an 80, 90 snap rate guy who's going to be getting the five, six targets a week. And the thing about Dorsett is he gets money targets. This guy gets targeted for touchdowns. Uh, Brady clearly, I mean, it's it's getting very clear that he trusts him. I think we knew that uh, second half of last year, but it's just, it's becoming very apparent that Brady trusts this guy. We saw Dorsett running some of the routes that we talked about him running um, when he came into the league. It's taken longer than we thought for him to sort of perfect his game, but he's getting there. And, uh, you know, he showed speed last week. So the hamstring is um, hopefully fully in the rearview mirror. Uh, Dorsett's out there in a fair number of leagues, and he can help you uh, particular, particularly in deeper formats. Uh, Anthony Miller, man, if he only had a quarterback, you know, he's really sort of a... Uh, you know, a Wizard of Oz scenario. He needs to go see the Wizard and get a quarterback. But uh, apart from that, Miller looks good. He's a fighter in, in contested situations. He is a deep ball threat. He is a slot. There's a lot going for him. It's just the quarterback. And you never know when that could change. I mean, it's trading deadline. For all we know, it changes. So I would roster Anthony Miller anywhere I can, especially in full PPR. Uh, the Dolphins guys, Devontae and Preston. Uh, as I say in the uh, article this morning, it's like the Spider-Man meme. I mean, it really is. These guys, they look very similar when you see them out there in the field. They're not that easy to distinguish between. They're both long-bodied, uh, big-play receivers. Unfortunately, it's not a big-play offense. So, you know, they're generally stuck in that 40 to 80 yard per week realm. If you get lucky, you get a score. Uh, but look, you can stick these guys in your lineup in just about any league uh, as a strong flex play and, and or, well, just maybe just a normal flex play and, and you're okay. So, you know, they're there if you need them. Um, 
a guy to keep an eye on this week is Darius Slayton. Uh, made me a couple simoleons uh, in uh, DFS last week. I hope a couple of you guys uh, took advantage of my uh, play Slayton in GPP advice. Uh, that one worked out well. I mean, he didn't score a ton of points. I think he put up like 19, but uh, it was for 3,900 units. So he you know, gave us some floor scoring. Uh, with those two touchdowns and opened up tons of salary potential in other places. Um, some other guys who will make the final wire, Cole Beasley, we know why, uh, Danny Amendola in PPR leagues. For as long as they're going to be a throwing team, Amendola is going to be a good player. If they were, if they pick up Penny tonight, I think Amendola goes back into that deep PPR flex area. Uh, Josh Reynolds on the Rams will be a hot pickup this week in some leagues. Um, here's the problem. We saw last year that you know, he was just okay. Now, maybe he's gotten a little better. He's a young player. But the problem is that the Rams are no longer targeting the receivers the way they used to. They're now getting those tight ends into the mix more consistently, and this is hurting the targets to the receivers. So, uh, you know, Reynolds is going to clearly be the third option, um, or arguably the fourth, if, you know, if we're looking uh, at Everett. Uh, So, you know, don't, don't, don't sell too heavy to get Reynolds um, as a fill-in uh, for Cooks, uh, who is concussed. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton was a huge letdown. You should be able to get him cheap in deep PPR leagues. I do think he will begin to emerge, but he was definitely a letdown. Uh, sorry on that one if, if you played him. Um, I, luckily, I only used him in one lineup. Uh, and, and look, at 3,300, it didn't kill me, but he did nothing. Um, Chris Conley is another guy I think in certain situations he can be a good add. Um Looked real good against the Jets last week. It wasn't like one fluky play. He looked good all day. Um, and then some other guys to consider, um, you know, in Kill Harry, you know, what's his role going to be? Uh, obviously, Gordon uh, being gone opens up some possibilities for Harry in deeper leagues. Zay Jones in deep leagues, I still think, uh, is a guy who could get going. Uh, Albert Wilson on the Dolphins in deeper leagues uh, is a guy that uh, we should consider. Um you know, obviously, I think Miko Hardman's a good pickup. He's out there in some leagues. Um, and, uh, Alex Erickson and Debo Samuel also will make the final wire. Uh, obviously, Erickson now on the bye, and we've got A.G. Green coming back. So that limits um, the appeal for Erickson. But in full PPR, deep full PPR, I think he's got some appeal. Uh, for all we know, he could play, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's conceivable he could play ahead of Auden Tate, depending on how this whole thing shakes out uh, when A.J. Green returns. Uh, Debo Samuel uh, looked looked lively last week. Got a couple touches on the ground, uh, saw some targets through the air. Uh, he could uh, move into that second role behind uh, Emmanuel Sanders now. Uh, it looks like that's the most likely scenario. Um, we'll definitely have another option uh, at receiver or two in the final wire. I'm going to keep grinding on that. Uh, but we're getting long here. We're at 30 minutes already, and I want to talk tight ends. And <laughs> at the top of the list is Chris Herndon. And some of you probably have my name on a dartboard at this point. Pete, why do you keep making me consider this guy who doesn't ever play and who gets hurt and blah, blah, blah? Uh, look, I suppose that's fair criticism at this point, but look. The suspension we knew about, we thought we'd get this guy back a couple weeks ago. It was a hamstring. It happens. It kept him out two games. He should be back this week. Even if he wasn't coming back this week, I'd be stashing this guy. I would because he's going to be that good once he gets out there because the Jets need places to throw the football. Um, And look, his replacement scored twice last week, by the way. So, look, roster Chris Herndon, unless you just have no use for rostering a tight end. I mean, you know, whatever. But um, Herndon's my top guy, then Janu Smith. 
Um, now, Smith, obviously, we have a little bit of a concern with Delaney Walker uh, getting healthy, coming back, and then, you know, taking some of the ceiling away from Smith. Now, if I'm the Titans, I'm not going to let that happen. Certainly, Walker uh, has some applications because he's a, a trustworthy target, but, uh, you know, Smith is doing too many good things. He's explosive. This offense needs more big plays. So I would be rostering Smith right now, personally. Uh, Dallas Goddard, I don't know how much ceiling he's got over what he's shown us the last couple weeks, uh, but his role should continue. Uh, he's a touchdown scorer. We know that. Uh, and look, if you need a tight end that you can just sort of stick in there when you need to, Goddard's a good option. I don't want him as my starter, uh, but as a second tight end, I think he's very good. Uh, and, you know, again, he can play for you when you need him. He's getting to that point right now where touchdowns feel like a 50-50 proposition. Uh, it's really a question of can the Eagles get the offense going, you know. Uh, it's not really these individual players. It's the offense as a whole, uh, you know, uh, certainly you know, not having Deshaun Jackson has proven to be a bigger problem for them than we thought. Um, now, one thing I wouldn't get scared about is their matchup with the Bears this week. The Bears haven't been that tough lately. Uh, Philadelphia does have a bye after that. Uh, then you have the Patriots, which is tough. But then Seattle, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins. Hello! There's some good matchups coming up for the Eagles, so don't forget about that. Um, as far as other guys, Darren Fells, look, you can ride the hot streak. He's playing a lot, scored twice last week absolutely ruined me in one of those one of those leagues I was telling you about where I thought I could climb out I would have if it weren't for freaking Darren Fells um and then look I know you guys don't want to hear this but OJ Howard is available in too many leagues he gets the Cardinals week 10 right I mean that's anybody against the Cardinals is a good start Atlanta week 12 that's another good one so he's playable a couple times in the next couple weeks uh, so there's reason for hope. You never know. Maybe he gets dealt the next couple days and you hit a home run. Uh, so there's a good time to roster Howard if he's out there. You can always cut him later on if it continues to be a, a Greek tragedy. Uh, another guy I think is worth considering right now is Noah Fant. He's getting a couple more looks. Uh, they're going away from Flacco. That may actually be a good thing for all we know. Flacco's going to be out for multiple weeks. Uh, I think Fant in super deep leagues is worth a look. Uh, Jason Witten as well. He'll give you that tight end every, uh, excuse me, that touchdown every now and again. Um, and then another guy to keep an eye on. I don't know if he's an ad or just a guy to keep an eye on. Irv Smith played a season-high 64% snaps last week. Now, we could write that off as just sort of a, a one-week thing because Thielen was out. And that may indeed end up being the case. But this guy's still surging. He's been playing 50% snaps with Thielen healthy. So it's not, you know, we're just talking about a 10% increase here. He saw more targets last week. This guy's a really good receiver, and he's good after the catch. If Minnesota's smart, they're going to keep incorporating this guy. In deep leagues where tight end is a significant position, I'd be adding this guy. Uh, I, you know, just, you know, if I had bench space to play with. And, you know, if something were to happen to Rudolph, this guy could turn into a monster. I love Irv Smith for Dynasty, for what it's worth. Um, okay, so that's a run through all four of the major positions. We're at a little over 34 minutes, so I went a little longer than I was hoping. Sorry, I know, like, I want this podcast to be something you guys can grab and listen to and get smart quickly. I don't want you to have to spend an hour listening to this thing. Um, I'm not trying to shortchange. I want this to be, you know, functional for what it's intended to be, a waiver wire podcast. Uh, anyway, but that's going to wrap it up. Uh, I hope I gave you guys something to chew on there. Again, I will be on Twitter uh, off and on today and this evening. So please hit me up if you got a question or two. Um, and again, tomorrow we're going to be back with Lord Reeves. That is going to be fun. So please check that out. And uh, obviously the rest of the week we'll have uh, plenty of DFS stuff coming. We got uh, the... Um, 
the lineup rankings coming up on Thursday with the update on Saturday. Uh, everything running on schedule here at Rotobond. So uh, thanks to uh, thanks for you guys for uh, joining in, for checking out the content. Obviously, I appreciate that. And um, again, uh, for anybody who listens to the pod consistently, if you've never given us a vote on your platform of choice, uh, throw throw us um, a, a, you know a ranking and perhaps a. Uh, a small little blurb on why I like the pod. It helps bring more listeners to the pod. Um, So that's going to do it. Thanks again. Good luck with all your bids tonight. Bring home some talent. We'll see you tomorrow.